0: You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm
1: 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you
0: take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I
1: love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids.
0: I'm JB Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson, and today we pulled the wrong lever to review The Emperor's New Groove. But before that, JB, how are you all doing?
1: Eddie, did you get the photos I sent you?
0: I now have. I've you know, downloaded you them know, all now.
1: You, you, know, you now have them. Well, just so happened that I decided to go on a little adventure uh, myself. By, my, by myself. I found myself in Nashville. All uh, by
0: myself. Uh, all by
1: myself. I found myself in Nashville and I went was doing doing some work up there and uh, thought that my family was were going to all go to the zoo at some point that day. And I thought, hey, I'll surprise them over lunch because I had an hour to kill and I didn't want to go um, trying to keep myself from going to Wendy's or something like that. So call them up, mm. find out, you know what? They didn't go after all. They were uh, stuck at home because it was just going to be too um, like rainy, storms and stuff like that. I hadn't thought, I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just go to the zoo by myself. We have our own passes, Uh, we can go whenever we want to, and I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go try to go by myself. And you know, I'm I'm a man of the animals, Eddie. I love just getting out there in nature with all of them, petting them as much as possible. You're an animal I'm lover. I'm an animal lover. I'm a, I'm a lover at heart. All, all animals, all especially dogs, especially your dogs, Eddie, that you've had. I never had any problems with them growing up or <laughs> s- sitting on top of desks when uh, you brought them in and scared me. Uh, so I was walking around. I was like, you know what I need to do right now? I need to share this moment with Eddie. And so I texted you a bunch of selfies with me and different monkeys and animals And a four, you sent me four, four four images and just like living my best life. But the problem is you didn't know you got them until right before we started recording. (laughs) And so it ruined the moment.
0: (laughs) So what's funny is I'm like thinking back on this and I just see you. uh, You know what song is playing in my head as I see you walking through the zoo all by yourself Oh, no. Is the um, I'm so lonely, so lonely.
1: (laughs) Yep, that that song. It was either that song or Celine Dion (laughs) um, or whoever, whoever does the all by myself. I think it's
0: Celine Uh, Dion. I love these photos because it is your expression is kind of throwback classic uh, our friendship. This is happening. We did a series of short videos uh, during our adventure in Mexico where it was just us. It was just us standing in, some, in front of something really cool going, this is happening. And we always just kind of like lingered with our mouths open. And that is, I feel like the shot of each, each and every one of these is yep. I, I just, I want to like press the live version and, and it, you saying... This is happening. Mm-hmm. I, I lost downloading because immediately after this, you did send us one of the cutest videos we've ever seen in our lives of your daughter embracing one of our favorite bluey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just quite adorable.
1: It is amazing. She just got it. I knew that you'd want to so, know that, too, but I'm glad you that-
0: distracted us. Yep. We have actually been on a bit of a, dare I say, like bluey fast like our kids had become Mm. so obsessed with bluey that we have taken we've we've actually it's been a little over two months um because it was just like oh this is really bad so we're like let's pause it and we knew a new season was going to be coming here in august so we're like all right we'll take a break until then um yeah, so that was a good call. I think we're we're gonna be
1: hitting that moment here pretty soon. But we just got the the stuffy. We just got the as my son calls it, calls it the stuffy Aww. stuffy animal. My daughter also got some shirts and some little action figures. So we probably we shouldn't go on a fast quite yet. But we're we're gonna begin there
0: pretty soon. So we still played with our bluey toys that you got our kids. Oh yeah, and so that's kind the of our toys. Comp- the playing the plane toys. Uh, we have, like, you've got to, yeah, um, all the little figurines. And so we're like, okay, you can't watch Bluey, but you can recreate your favorite Bluey well, episodes go. with your Bluey toys. So that's what we've been doing is just using our imaginations. Using our
1: imaginations.
0: It's a, I feel it's like that's what Blue would want us to do. That's what he would. But Blue would yeah. also want us to do is stop talking about
1: ourselves and come here to talk about some Disney news some some new things that happened and there was a lot this week even though we had a, a massive we had a massive week last week uh with all the Comic-Con stuff and so now we have even more some new to tr- more trailers one of which that we forgot to talk about Last time in all the melee of stuff, which was National Treasure is getting a Disney Plus show. Eddie,
0: how excited are you about this? I am so excited that um, Sarah was just like, we need to rewatch National Treasure. So we actually tonight put the kids to bed a little early and watched like the first 30 minutes of the first National Treasure. And we're sitting there watching it going, we forgot how good this is. Like just the, the basic premise is just so good, so fantastic. Um, and it just, the trailer for the TV show, it feels like, I think they're gonna capture that, like, I don't know, like, I, I'm so cautiously optimistic about everything nowadays with these reinventions, but, and I mean, some of these other things that we'll talk about here in a second, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited. No Nicolas Cage, yeah, from so what we little... can tell. He's gotta, he's gotta big... make at least
1: a. a a cameo
0: just like a moment he has to be in there for like even just
1: a moment they did bring back riley riley is going to be the character is going to be back in it so i'm interested to see what he plays like a wide old wise old sage or something like that now that it's been 18 years or something since the last one came out uh i i'm i am interested i'm also a little leery it's going to be super basic and i'm a little I'm I'm on the, I'm on the fence. I'm excited to watch the first one, but it's with a lot well, of caution.
0: It it is with a lot of caution. It looks like they are kind of going all the main characters are younger kids. Yep. Um and I'm I hope this is not like the tween version.
1: Ooh, not the preteen. <laughs> Pre, like um, super preteen uh, Disney uh, Disney uh, this would have been a Disney channel I hope that's what it feels like
0: is like oh was this in development for disney channel and they just like brought it over to plus uh, i hope not i hope not so i'm holding my breath we'll see how it goes i i still can't believe they didn't make a third national treasure with the whole books book of secrets thing um and i hope they don't spoil that little thing just because i want to hold out with hope that one day the third natural treasure They'll will do an come, actual but...
1: third film
0: that makes sense. that makes sense. the, the people want
1: it the people, the people want, want it. it. you know what else the people wanted was more car stuff for their kids t- to watch and specifically for <laughs> sure so Eddie, give us a little taste of what they're what they're about to
0: drop here um, uh, in early September, I believe it is that was yeah it's it's a part of the Disney plus day that's coming up. Um, we didn't know we needed a Disney plus day, but, uh, here it is. Um, this is called cars on the road. The basic premise is apparently Mater has a sister who's getting married out East. And so he and lightning McQueen embark on this road trip across country. I think and the trailer gives us, and it's episodic, and they, and so the trailer kind of gives us these different episodes, and what it feels like is each episode is almost a different genre of film, was my first impression, and that they get kind of a horror feel or a terror feel and different things like that across the way. But what stood out to me above everything else else was the Haunted Mansion reference. And I was mm. curious how excited y'all were in your household I for don't, I don't know that,
1: that my wife has seen it yet, this trailer. <gasps> okay. But I did see a little, little moment of some haunting, because it's a very stylized, tons of different little genres and stuff in here.
0: Original voice cast is back. Um... So I'm excited. I did. Have you guys watched the uh, the the Mater tales? Oh yeah, we watched a ton of those, and like on repeat, right? Th- and those are really good. Those are really entertaining to to not just my kids, but also to me. I think they're funny. I enjoy them. Yeah,
1: we watched a lot of those. Would I would definitely enjoy something new so this is going to be fun and uh about eleven, ten 10 to 11 minutes each so it's a little bit more substantial than the mater tales Mm -hmm. which were very like a couple minutes at most Um, yeah like five yeah but this is kind of a trend like we've got the i am groot series as well Mm -hmm. That's happening here soon it's it i knew i think they definitely hit on something when they first launched disney plus back in 2020 or 2019 with uh the all of the um a uh, asked a question kind of laid the groundwork for a little bit of this
0: that's a good point yeah i think it you're you're totally right with that one um you also had um, one of our favorites is olaf presents oh that was genius if you have not seen olaf's presents you are missing out uh we had some people visiting And the kids wanted to watch it. And the adults like got all sucked in. They were like, what, what is this? I didn't know this existed. I'm like, Oh, your life will be forever changed. This is some of the most clever, uh, kind of meta Disney references ever. Um, yeah. So, so, so good.
1: Final thing that we, uh, trailer that we got recently was for another and or trailer, more storyline, more sound bites, more, characters that we got introduced to um or reintroduced back to you're, you've got your hands up you've got your re- you're positioning yourself ready to give me your ted talk on this eddie
0: here's the thing i get my hopes up i watched this trailer <laughs> and i got so stinking excited mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it looks so good but then immediately i start having this inner conversation I'm like, Eddie, Ed- don't Eddie. do it. Eddie, don't get excited about this. This will <laughs> only break your heart. This will oh, don't open yourself. No, don't do it, okay, Eddie. Don't heart. open yourself up. Okay. Kathleen Kennedy will break your heart all over again. <laughs> she will destroy you. So yes, I So the tr- I'm really excited. And and I gotta say, like, I think the moment that to bring back Forrest Whitaker's character. Saw oh. Guerrero. bringing back Saw Guerrero. That was like, man, I, he's one of my favorite actors. I think he is phenomenal in everything he touches. So yeah, I just got, I got so excited about this. This
1: felt like a movie trailer, like a actual Star Wars movie trailer. The spectacle, yeah. the scene uh, where you get to be back in the Senate for a little bit, but you're yes. outside in Coruscant there was just so there were so many big moments and there's so many big visuals that made you feel like oh this doesn't feel like a show this feels like something much bigger.
0: Well, and you know one of the things that was fun about uh, Rogue One was that you were watching the what you thought was kind of the one of the initial steps of the rebellion. Um, this really felt like oh we get to watch the birth of the rebellion, Mm -hmm. we get to go back and watch it from the, yeah. And so it's like, okay, now I'm, now I'm getting excited. Now I'm getting really excited. Cause I, I I, man, Rogue one is probably my favorite of the new star Wars content. Easily of my favorite of the, of the movies easily hands down, no questions. Um, you know, Mandalorian is so good, I, yep. it, but so is Rogue One. I mean, th- to me, those are the two things where it's like, give me more of those things. Give me more of those things. And that's where I felt like, is Andor going to give me that? Is it going to give me more of Rogue One, but in Mandalorian form? Oh, that's... Ex- oh, but don't do it, Eddie. Don't get don't, excited. Don't, get don't do it. Don't, get- don't, 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 don't get excited. If
1: I'm going to rank the, the best moments of non pre like after the prequels and after the original trilogy so anything that's come out since 2015 Mm -hmm. since disney took over there's nothing quite like going back for the first star wars movie since 2005 so that 10-year gap like coming back in after seeing that so seeing the force awakens that was just a moment in of itself like we're back we're starting on this new adventure so i was just on cloud nine on cloud 13 whatever for it so it's hard to top that the next two favorite moments for me have to be Grogu's up there. When you get first introduced to Grogu. Sure. When the the episode in Boba Fett, where you see Luke training Grogu. Sure. That whole everything inside of that. But then also just all of Rogue One. Like the where you're talking about complete thing. I would probably have to put Rogue One right up there with almost anything else that we've seen
0: 2015 on yeah the third act of rogue one is so good the whole time they're on that uh kind of tropical island planet so good and, i mean the pacing of that and it felt it felt like classic star wars it felt like a new hope uh, it had some Empire moments, it had some Return of the Jedi moments, uh you know, stealing the plans, like the literal stealing of the plans. That whole moment was just so good. So I'm uh, I don't want to get my hopes up. Why are we talking about this? Eddie, it's, it's,
1: cr- it's, it's the same crew, same creative the from the people who brought you Rogue One, Tony Gilroy. Uh, we're, I've I'm I'm keeping the hope alive while also kind of protecting it a little bit. But in here, the trailer we saw Saw Gerrera—he's coming back. So we're getting more of his backstory. Um, two, the, his name is online yeah. is called Two Tubes, according to Wikipedia. Uh, one of the um, bounty—not bounty, but some of the the Saw Gerrera's, like right-hand man that was that we saw in there. Mon Mothma is back again. She's one of the f- uh, few female leaders in the rebellion. Um, she was also in. Um, uh, Return of the Jedi, like her character's in Return of the Jedi, but she also was in Rogue One, um, et cetera. Um, But yeah, the beginning, the actual beginning of the
0: rebellion, that's what we're going to get a taste of. So we are going to get 12 episodes in the first season, and they've already planned uh, a second season of 12 episodes. So we're going to get 24 of these in total, which is good. Like. I'm tired of this 6 episode stuff. Plus, I don't know this I, this makes me excited, it also makes me like apprehensive. The the premiere is going to be a 3 episode premiere. They're just going to drop 3 episodes right off the bat.
1: I was also which, excited about this until I realized that what that did was it also pushed back the release date 3 weeks, right. which was really wow. sad.
0: And I think
1: um the release date So the release date is September 21st. It was originally supposed to be August 31st. So we're talking three-week pushback just so they can get three episodes.
0: I don't think it... I I need to double-check this, but I'm pretty sure they've pushed it back to be a part of this Disney Plus Day that they're creating.
1: I don't know that they coincide. Disney Plus Day is September 8th. so i'm not not, not sure this is september 21st it could be that they got some bad reviews from uh releasing miss marvel while overlapping with obi-wan and people kind of chose which one they were going to watch uh that's my that's my hypothesis but also last minute trying to decide hey we're actually gonna do three episodes instead of one like maybe we need to give ourselves a little bit more time so
0: we'll see I felt like the obi One series when I think they released a ton early because they realized it was too slow. That could be and it. They, and they just wanted to grab people sooner. Um, and that makes what makes me a little bit nervous about this. Like, ooh, do, do they see something similar in this? And that's why they're pushing out a whole bunch really quick to because the first few aren't that great.
1: Eddie, we can't think like that. we got to have positive, positive emotions.
0: No, this. I have to because they keep getting my hopes so stinking high and then dash them upon the rocks of some distant planet. It Yes, I have to guard myself. Okay? But then they
1: raise those rocks like in Obi-Wan. They literally raise the rocks to the sky and throw them at Vader. So last, last little bit, right before we get into today's episode, uh, next week, we're going to do a full episode on, uh, light and magic about, uh, ILM, the founding of ILM. Uh, all the episodes are out now on Disney plus. So Eddie, what's a reason if someone hasn't already watched this or started to get into this, what tell, tell our listeners why they should listen to this other than the fact that they can then follow along with us next week.
0: My life was forever changed when I watched the appendix to Lord of the Rings. All three. You know what I'm talking about? You got the, the the extended cut DVDs and you had the film was spread across two DVDs. And then it came with two extra that dove behind the scenes on how they did this. Not since that moment have I been so moved and just riveted by model making and do-it-yourself special effects like this is every movie nerd's dream uh and i think you get in many ways you know you know with um ed catmult's book kind of like the history of pixar creativity. and the in and the, and creativity this is kind of the uh the special effects in movies their history Their here is how this developed um and it it's really fantastic i feel like it doesn't hold any punches uh it's they spend a lot of time talking about star wars so if you're at all a slightest star wars fan so much of this is not just the story of visual effects and that but also the story of star wars and then they go beyond that um And there's some riveting characters. I know this is a docu-series, but there are some of these people that I'm like, you are just a fun character. Like, there's this one guy, and I'm sure we'll bring it up uh, when we review it next week, but I'm just like, I want a docu-series about that guy's life. You know, it's just like, he just has these throwaway comments, you know, and I'm like, I want to know more about that guy. Well, you gave him a very good,
1: full-on pitch right here. I appreciate that. I'm just going to give him I'm just going to give you listeners one thing to if you only do one thing make it through the first episode until you learn about the design for the Millennium Falcon where the inspiration came from if you can get to that moment you will be hooked and you will continue on
0: I paused it and was just like what
1: me too yep it's insane I can't I can't believe the the Mac because there's yeah I mean that's all I'm gonna say make it through to that I think you will be hooked before then but you for sure it'll turn a corner where we go this is information we just
0: none of us ever knew before this is and the incredible. man who did it I feel like we will have like a good ten minute rant just on yes. Joe Johnston yes we will
1: so with that we're here to finally talk about what we've really come here to talk about. And that is uh, the next movie in our series the in the 2000s. We're still in the 2000s, but this is the last film. This is the last 2000 film, Eddie. Next week, we're going to be jumping in, or in two weeks, I guess, we're jumping into 2001. So let's end this on with a, with a bang, with a, with a loud note, Eddie. We're going to talk about The
0: Emperor's New Groove. Cue the Disney sound effect.
1: Okay, IMDB for Emperor's New Groove. This is the description if you've never seen it, if you've been living under a rock. <laughs> Emperor Kuzco is slightly into a... Lo- oh, no. I messed that up. Let me try this. I am, I am very sorry. Let me try this again. I don't know what I was reading. Emperor Kuzco is turned into a llama by his ex-administrator, Yzma, and must now regain his throne with the help of Pacha, the gentle llama herder. I don't know if she's administrator. That doesn't seem quite, she's like into witchcraft and stuff like that. I don't know why. why yeah, a, but a, she's like the
0: viceroy. She's the, Mace, you know, emperor's Mace. counselor, every counsel uh, Yeah. Emperor yeah. Just administrator
1: seems like she's like a pencil pusher. And that's definitely not anything of anything of what, what she's done. It, Eddie, this feels like that movie that if you talk to any millennial about, hey, Emperor's New Groove, what do you think? I feel like there's just a resounding, yes, this isn't like the top of the mountain, like the first thing people say when they say Disney, great Disney films, but it's like a, not cult classic, I don't know what the right term is for it, but there's like a, yeah, we all loved that, right? cult
0: classic might get close to it it's a better term for it i i here i would venture to guess if you would ask any 90s millennial what is the most underrated disney animated film nine times out of ten they'd go
1: the Emperor's new groove the Emperor's new groove sneaky it's a
0: sneaky classic film
1: but yeah, it's it so d- while it, being
0: different there it is. There it is. I think this, um, what was the last animated film that we reviewed? I th- was Tarzan, it t- Tarzan, Fantasia, 2000 dinosaur, right. all of those. Di- yeah. Dinosaur is such an odd one. I don't, I always forget that it's floating in there. Um, so hand-drawn animation. Let's, let's be that specific. Um, Tarzan, i not Tarzan. Fantasia. This is even Tarzan. Tarzan, everybody knows I'm the biggest, you know, Tarzan fan. You out have there. Five, gu- five gummy worms right here. Um, It still was trying to kind of be in both worlds. It was trying to do something different, but still be the Disney Renaissance Broadway musical style Disney animated film. Right. Yep. Uh, it It was it wasn't, but it was still trying to be, it, you know. Uh, and that's part of the reason why I like it. This is Disney going chuck all that out the window. We're going to do something totally different.
1: Totally different. Totally different totally theme, different. feel, even though they tried to And this, and this his,
0: initiates
1: Oh sorry. Even though they tried and maybe we'll get into this later. They tried to make this like the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. But it went off the rails and it turned into this completely separate thing. But anyways,
0: And and that's part of, like, what I enjoy. Um, A lot of people are down on the post-Renaissance era, Um, you know. So if we're getting super nerdy here on Disney Animation, you've got your Renaissance era, which is Little Mermaid to Tarzan, your post-Renaissance era, which is Emperor's New Groove, all the way to whatever came out, like, Right before Wreck It Ralph, and then with Wreck It Ralph onward, you have the what is now what people are calling like the Disney revival era with Frozen. Eddie, there's revival in the streets. Yes, (laughs) so so many people just dog on the post Renaissance era, Um, but I think the first several films in the post Renaissance. Uh, era are really good. And I really like, and I, and I enjoy that Disney was trying to do something new and different and creative. And this one in particular, more than anything, it it is, it's like they animated uh, uh, um, an improvisational comedy yes. set at Second City, you know, it's just like, okay, let's just Throw some great improv characters, Mm -hmm. uh, actors, you know, David Spade, John Goodman, and let's just let them improvise this kind of story. We'll give them a brief structure and then we'll just animate around them. And even your, you know, two villain characters um, as well. I mean, there's obviously so much just kind of playing off of that. Um, it, It just brings a new feel to this is just totally different. And I remember going and seeing this in theaters. Do you remember that um, cheap movie theater that used to be in Avon? That was like a few months later and you could go watch it for just like a couple of bucks. This is where I saw this. And I remember like, oh, I was really excited to finally go see it and was just blown away. Like that is hilarious. I've never seen a Disney animated film like this. Yeah and, and I feel like so many of our generation had that reaction the
1: casting alone not John Goodman is the prototypical voice of that good character like that Pacha is basically that that the the straight character throughout the entire thing that you kind of expect from a Disney film of like the hero but, kind of thing. But
0: you need the straight character because to make to make the other character work.
1: Yes, because the other three major characters in this film, with um David Spade as uh Cusco, we got um Krunk and Isma, because those three people are so very different character like literal characters, like of, of the types of voices that they 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 doing all this like it, it, it was necessary, but the yeah the what David Spade coming is like hey let's have him as a king, but he's like a more modern style voicing of a king, not this emperor like gravitas. It's like this little punk kid that you just want to kind of punch in the face the whole time. Um, How different and and how Isma still was kind of more of the the the, the purple literally the purple <laughs> the the bad guy in it um but she just like whatever that person did with the voice made it so unique and the whole pull the lever wrong lever why do we even have that lever like it still had that playfulness but for sure the the not unsung hero because everybody's favorite character in this film is krunk it's not even close like not even as much close. as we love all the people krunk gives this so much heart and warmth uh he's and the, in fact it Made a spun off a spin off of this of Krunk's New Groove, which I I don't know if we're gonna watch it on here. I can't remember if it's on our list no. or not. Um, but the and so it's just he his character just like makes this thing. I I still the first thing I think I think of Emperor's New Groove is when he's taking the sack down to the the water and he's doing the whole like. He's got his own theme song music of like. How many of us have done that in our own lives? I've done it, right? Way too many times. So many
0: times. No, the the this movie is what it is because you have this incredible um, duo on the villain side, right? That you have this over the top, uh, you know, just uh, uh, melodramatic villain mm-hmm. and she's and, like old and,
1: hollywood style
0: well and she the actress herself eartha kitt is old hollywood like she's one of the original just like broadway divas that came over into early hollywood like impeccable casting um we you know i we both were talking about how we read uh the vulture article on the, the oral, oral history, history yep. of this movie the studio heads wanted Barbara Streisand to play this part. And the directors really preferred Eartha Kitt and pushed for her to to get the part. And I'm so glad because she, like you said, there's just so many these little delivery lines in this movie that are just brilliant and impeccable the way that she just lands these lines in such a melodramatic way. But just like you have the emperor and you need the straight guy against him, that's what you have in Kronk. And Kronk is, with uh, Patrick Wahlberg, I-, I-, I don't even know the adjectives to describe how much I love this character. I mean, it's just... I- I- it's just brilliant. Like, the creation of this character is fantastic.
1: The, some of I couldn't stop just writing down all of his little one-liners that we all remember. Um, But uh, when, when she said, I practically raised him, he said, seems like it should have turned out better (laughs) (laughs) or like feel the power crunk. Oh, I feel it. I feel it. (laughs) Did you see this guy today? Talk about blue. (laughs) It's just like
0: fascination (laughs) with dinner and little things like that. The, The uh, you know, when, in my defense, your poisons all look alike. You, you might want to think about relabeling all of them.
1: <laughs> I know you fully appreciated his wilderness, uh, um, oh. with with all the all the all the the chipmunks speaking to the chipmunks,
0: the the squeak squeak squeaker squeak squeaking. You know that whole like sequence. I can't tell you how many times like we will jokingly pull that up. You know we're out hiking or whatever, and there's a squirrel. Of course, we're going to try and speak squirrel because this is what you do. Now that you have seen this movie. I love the the, uh, how, the 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 illogical moments of this movie. You know that there, you know that he is talking. You know he is the narrator. He's the unreliable narrator. The emperor yep. is, and that we get those moments where he pauses the film and comes in and talks to us. Uh, those little moments are. It, it just. That, that's that kind of that tone and that that different approach to this that is so intriguing to me and makes this so much fun.
1: Well, and the big turn is it's not just he's talking to himself and narrating this, but then himself, he talks back to himself and says, hey, man, quit it. Yes. And just stops the narrator. Like, I, I don't know that I've seen another film do that level of just like, yo, no, this really does suck right now. Like, let's stop it. And he kind of stops that whole side narration, which kind of I, I just haven't seen another film do that kind of a thing before.
0: I we can't go too much further from talking about Yzma and just how much I love Eartha Kitt's delivery. The, she has me at that sequence when she says and I pulled up the quote to make sure that I get it right. Ah, how shall I do it? Oh, I know. I'll turn him into a flea, a harmless little flea. And then I'll put that flea in a box and then I'll put that box inside of another box. And then I'll mail that box to myself. And when it arrives, I'll smash it with a hammer. <laughs> and then she's like, it's changes, bra- j- 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 or to save on postage.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I lose it every time. But the way that she just delivers that whole sequence in the animation, I love the animation style in this movie, is just brilliant it is so fantastic it just sucks you in
1: it's play it's a playful film it's not a film that takes itself too seriously it enjoys it it pushes on the art a lot while still kind of leading you through i i will say though the plot of this film is not great (laughs) it
0: is (laughs) paper thin Paper thin. Paper thin.
1: The the tr- the quote unquote transformation of uh, Cusco in this film,
0: it
1: it it doesn't build it up very well. It's like you get kind of a fake out. Like, oh, he's really nice, but then he's not. What is it? He Pacha kind of is kind to him, puts a blanket on him, and that's like the overarching thing that uh, um, changes him or something. It's. it's that for I know we've been praising it a lot and and there's a lot to be praised about this film the plot of this film and the and that kind of character development isn't isn't it (laughs) that's not the reason that you are loving and remembering this film fondly
0: you love this film you remember this phone this film for all of its one-liners like anybody who brings up how great this movie is they immediately go into a string of all of their favorite quotes, you know, like, uh, you know, why do we even have that lever, you know, or Yzma. every time I get on a roller coaster, I quote this movie and go Yzma, Yzma, put your hands in the air, put your hands in the air. <laughs> and there's somebody else, especially if it's at Disney, you know, there's somebody else who's like, oh, I love Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, well, he ain't getting any debtor. Back to work, I mean so many of these things. okay, we watched this with Lewis like three weeks ago because we had, we were having a family movie night, and I was just like, "What animated films are coming up that you know the kids could watch and uh, so we watched this. We have watched this no lie half a dozen times since then oh wow and and Lewis now is quoting this movie. <laughs> At times, a little disrespectful because his favorite line is no touchy, no, no touchy.
1: touchy, no touchy, no so touchy.
0: Every time. And then the funniest one that he does is he'll go right, right. <laughs> and the first time he did that, I fell on the ground laughing, but also was like so proud as a father all at the same time. Like, my son is now quoting Disney movies to me. This is great.
1: So, Speaking of this film and what it could have been like, well, how it is different. The reason this film is so different. You got to go look up the vulture article, an oral history of Disney dimpers, new groove. Um, it, it's a very interesting Genesis of this film. There are many different iterations of this topic and this concept. Um, there was at one point, um, sting was supposed to be the main, he was supposed to do for what, what, um, What's his name? Phil Phil Collins did. What Phil
0: Collins did for Tarzan, yeah. Like,
1: hey, let's have let's do the same thing. Let's have a big uh, music star do this entire film. And it just wasn't working. They brought in a test audience and they were like, no, this sucks. This isn't working. They had to go back to the drawing board on it. It was originally supposed to be called The Kingdom of the Sun. And it had a whole nother character arc and storyline to it. There was supposed to be like, it's supposed to be like a prince and the pauper switcheroo scenario between pacha and the emperor um and as they're kind of getting to the end of it the reason they actually still made this film was because they had already committed with mcdonald's to do a happy meal toy which was (laughs) insane that that's what like they had all of these commitments and so
0: they had to release something and they just like Threw it all out and started over. That blows my mind. That the only reason we have this movie is because they had signed a Happy Meal toy deal with McDonald's. What?
1: It's insane. It's insane. the The things that the thing the the things we do for art. The
0: and, and this helps. I have always been like dumbfounded by the song at the end of this movie. Like you just, it's such a you know, just kind of like light footed fun. Happy film, and then you get this somber ballad at the end. I just the tones don't match whatsoever to me
1: because that's
0: the only song that Sting
1: performed that stayed. He had written the opening song around Couscous uh, Groove,
0: but, but Tom Jones records it, which is a brilliant choice.
1: Yep, but this that ending film is that's the only thing that remains. The only and there's something else that's crazier about Sting evidently they had to really convince him to do this. And they thought someone decided, Hey, I got an idea. I think it was his wife was a part of the making of it. Let's do a documentary about the making of the music with sting. And that will keep him like energized to stay involved in it and to see it through to the end. Already you should know that that's a bad idea. If you have to like motivate someone to be in there and they made a documentary about it and it's just Evidently, it's just like, look at the chaos of this film and look at everything that happened.
0: Well, it's so bad, like it has been, sh- you know, struck from the record. Like Disney doesn't allow it to be distributed in, in any way. Um, you have to find like bootleg copies on torrent sites and stuff to be able to watch it. That it's, I don't even know where you can even find a copy of that film, but I really want to see
1: it. The It's called, it's <laughs> yeah. called The
0: Sweatbox. No matter what, whatever they had to go through to somehow produce this wacky, crazy, beautiful film I'm I'm totally fine with because I am so happy with the end result. Um, I, I have to say, I have to highlight here, my favorite sequence in this film it has got to be the diner scene. <laughs> like the, the <laughs> diner scene, yeah. every time I sit down and watch this movie, that's when it kind of tilts over from this is enjoyable to this is genius. This is just <laughs> brilliant.
1: Which parts, like the the menus, or the
0: coming in through the, the kitchen, and Kronk taking over for the kitchen, and then then you've got Cusco and Isma going back and forth and changing their orders, and then sitting down, and the menus going up and then down, up and then down, and they just keep missing each other. Like just the the timing, the comedic timing in this whole movie is you know master class. But that particular sequence, you it's, ah, oh, I just, I, I, I go back and just watch that little sequence and just enjoy that of like, this is, I love this movie. This is just so fantastic.
1: Some final thoughts in here. I'm just going to, some of the quotes that I didn't have time to throw in here. Uh, but, uh, who, who, who's in my chair? Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Good crunk. Good, grunk. good crunk. Uh, you should have thought of that before you became peasants. That's, that's another great one. Uh, I'm sorry, but you've thrown off the emperor's groove and then throws him out the window.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Beware uh, of the groove. <laughs> Number three, look what I can do. Oh, what is it? No, 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 no. He has a point here. <laughs> uh, another random just one uh, to, uh, note. Uh, my wife uh, told me about this one is that um, Pacha's wife in this film is the first noticeably pregnant woman in a Disney, in an animated Disney film before. This really? The, the, yeah. So, the, um, first time you'd seen, uh, a woman who was like pregnant, like every t- other time, it was like you get the montage that then goes through. If I think about, um, like, uh, Lady and the Tramp is one of them where she was pregnant for part of it, but you don't ever get to like just see her being pregnant.
0: Um, I know that I shouldn't enjoy the sequence, but it is also hysterical when they like have the, the, the wives approved for him and he just like rattles off. Let the me get a things. great personality. And it's just <laughs> a like a great, the personality. Worst. Let me go. great <laughs> personality. All of them are, yeah, just the worst possible thing, but it's such a, a, a great little sequence.
1: So Eddie, this is gonna be the hard part.
0: What are we going to rate this film? Just so you know, I own a pair of Cusco as a llama socks. (laughs) So that'd be an indicator of, of what you're choosing for this. And I have been known to go to rather dressed up occasions wearing my Cusco socks. Because life is too serious for you to also take your socks seriously. <sighs> Do you want me to go first? I'm going to let you go first because
1: I, I, I'm i kind okay. of floating here. Give you a soft landing or you can go higher or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, we've talked a lot about great things. We've talked about the, the story and or the the one liners and the fun. And the, it is another level of storytelling of all the little little details that they have put in this of comedic comedic timing, especially. Um, one thing I forgot to put in there is the fact that they fall through a little plot hole, a story hole, to then get to the end. Like, how did you get here before me? Um, we don't know. It's uh, That was just like, we're just going to put them here. But it was like a an actual decision. So I think the mastery of that is what kind of rates us a little bit higher for me, but I'm still a little sad by the fact like you can tell that this was, we got great characters let's just have them do random stuff for an entire film. There wasn't a lot of build up or good like uh divide, there was not a great there was not a great build up to the the characters having that that kind of change of heart and change of um the story arc. So for that I'm gonna dock it a little bit, but I'm still gonna keep it a four for me.
0: Um I was yeah I was floating between like four four point five. Um I think I'm gonna go right with you and give it a solid four. uh um, you're not gonna
1: fight for that extra
0: half half a fruit snack Eddie?
1: I You got the socks. Oh, maybe you'll you convince me. Do you, do you no. need me to go to a three and a half, so then you can go to a four and a four and a half?
0: I, 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 I no. What you said is is spot on. Um, I, if you could have just given me a little bit more plot development, just if they give had me... another
1: year to work on this, I can only yeah. imagine. Now, maybe we would have, we would have lost a lot of that fun that they were just like, screw it, let's just we need to get a movie done. That probably would have happened if they had more time to kind of take it and fix it but that's where it suffered was the plot.
0: Yeah. Cause there's definitely Character some moment. slow moments. There's some moments where it just kind of dips. Um, and I think they know it because it, I feel like every time I feel like it's dipping, it's slowing down a little bit is one of those moments where Cusco pauses the film and then comes in and says something where I'm like, Oh, you know that this plot slows down here. Um, it just, you know, okay. I, yeah, I don't know. So, ah, yeah. Maybe I'm convincing myself that I, I do want to give it a 4.5. I'm changing it. 4.5. 4.5 for Eddie. 4. We 5. gotta
1: disagree on stuff, or else it's not very fun.
0: This is one of the most rewatchable of the of of any Disney movie. Yes, and it is one so you know you can sit down and rewatch it, or you can just turn it on and have it playing in the background and rewatch it. Like it just works on so many levels. It
1: might be a top five. Uh, bag packing box box packing whatever that thing like when you when you when you're about to go on a trip and you need something on luggage packing
0: this is a luggage. Usually, this is
1: top five luggage packing
0: i usually turn on a sorkin just because i i i need the dialogue so this I has can the see, dialogue for you Eddie. this has the dialogue i see
1: the comparison yeah well with that your life has been forever changed by another
0: episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcast. And while you're there, please give us a review and share with your best friend. You can also check us out at HoneyWeMade.com where you can see our
1: full movie list as we continue to go through all of the Disney movies, every single one of them that came out major releases from 1988 to 2005, other than a couple that we just said, for sure no. Uh, but next week, we're going to, like we said, take a little bit of a break from our normal programming so we can do a full comprehensive review of the Disney
0: Plush series, Light and Magic. Thank you for listening, and remember, no touchy.